there, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. My burgeoning but very tired new voice and I are glad you made it, even though we're both a bit rough and unpleasant. (laughs) And speaking of rough, how about this virus? Am I right? One month ago today, I was going in for surgery, and I sure am thankful I didn't wait because pretty much everything else I had planned after that is now off the table. And I know that many of us are in that same situation who could have predicted this. But I'm glad that I can get this podcast episode out to you. We're about to hear the last in the CS in the Real World series with Taylor Curlew. By the way, this is episode three of three. So if you haven't yet heard the first two, you definitely should stop and go back. Um, I think it's important to remind everyone that I am not speaking in these episodes or any episodes for Dr. Feyerabend when I talk about pretty much anything that doesn't start by my saying, Dr. Feyerabend says or said, not just today, but on the regular. The things you hear me saying are often from my experience in the classroom and as a trainer. So don't take what I say as John's gospel, unless I'm telling you that it is, just Missy's experience. But I hope that no matter what I'm saying, that it's helpful to you. So in this final episode, we will once again be referencing the rhythm unit plan template that I modified from Dr. Feyerabend's sample in the conversational solfege teacher's manual for second grade. So you might want to pause and go print it out or get it out if you have one so you can better follow along with the conversation. I would like to do a brief video explanation of what I am showing to Taylor during this episode and the previous episode. Hope to do it in the next few weeks, so keep your eyes open for that. For now, though, let's get on to the interview. So... Picking different songs for different grade levels throughout the units when starting CS at the same time. Okay, so basically what you're saying here is I started unit one with grades three and four. Yeah. So this is an easy thing. First of all, you did exactly what I did and what I advise people to do. If you're going to do conversational solfege, you can do it a couple different ways. You can be a dummy and say... I'm going to do it in second grade, third grade, and fourth grade. Three different units, three different things of repertoire. I really advise against that. Unless you have your act together. Then really, to be honest, I resent you. And I don't want you in my class. So they all just start at one. Yeah. And just pick different songs for each. Or not even. Or like me. If you don't want to, you can do the same repertoire. Yeah. Whatever is going to be not too much load on you okay wow so you did exactly right so what i mean is we're all doing unit one in september third grade and fourth grade we're doing closet key miss white had a fright two four six eight yankee doodle um if you're a person who doesn't like monotony you could do the same unit and as you said switch the do different repertoire okay that just makes it a little bit more to track but that's (laughs) if you are okay with that then do that um, and then what you're going to find is developmentally, the older kids will go faster. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that because you ask next, what do I do next year? And the <laughs> thing is, if you think about it, it's going to naturally spread out. Yeah. So I'm going to read what I wrote. Okay. Okay. So here you are in this year, you're doing third and fourth. They're on the same track approximately. 
next year's third graders are going to start with unit one because they're brand new. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. They've done zero conversational yeah. solfege. So <clears throat> easy. Start, the, do the same unit yeah. you're doing this year if you want to. Yeah. You can change it up, which you probably will do, but maybe you keep the same repertoire. But you're going to choose the techniques that you liked from this year. Okay. That's easy. Now, let's say that this year with your current third graders, you, let's pretend, got th through the first half of unit two. So you finished unit one, you started unit two, and at the end of third grade, those kids stopped at, let's say, step six. Okay. They started to look at notation okay. for the first time. Now, when those third graders come mm -hmm. in next year, they are the fourth graders, right? Good news is you still have the same unit plan, yeah. right? You just kind of went from, you know, June, June to, to <laughs> September. And right? that's okay to just Absolutely. Start, yeah. But here's what I'm going to say, okay? Here's what I would do. I would come up with, I do this with all my kids. Everybody's doing tuneful, beatful, artful activities in the first, I don't know, I'm just going to guess like the first two to four lessons of the year. No yeah. matter where they were at the end of last year, I want it. It's the same concept. I want them happy yes. that music Getting started ready, again, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So, and it cuts me a break too. We're just going to play games, sing songs, do move-its. We're just going to have a lot of fun, yeah. right? Get it back in our bodies. Exactly. So also it's going to help me assess the new groupings of students mm -hmm. because if your school's like mine, it's, you know, all the third graders from last year are now redistributed. 100% the same here. So I need to yeah. find out which is my class that goes slow, which is my class that is high. It's just how it evens out yeah. in my world, right? So you have these kids, you're doing these uh, tuneful, beautiful lessons, but maybe as you're doing them, you're gonna throw in a quick review of unit one, right? So just like what we talked about, no big, I don't want you to stress yourself out. You're just gonna kind of yeah. do that and you're gonna see how they respond to it, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to start doing that maybe in the second lesson, third lesson, look at unit two, the first couple of steps. Yeah. If they're like, they picked right up, you're like, you know what? I'm pretty good. I stopped at uh, step six of unit two in June. Maybe I'll go back to step five or step four, which is having them no visuals. I'm going to have them um, decode something. Uh, maybe I'll say... Here's a, here's a new song. Can you still decode where the do's and yeah. do days are? Oh, excuse me. Do's and do daddies, because that's unit two. And if they're pretty good, just say, just to be safe, I'm going to start here. So now, instead of, you ended at step six in unit three at the end of third grade. Now they're fourth graders. You could just go to seven. But why? Yeah, no. That's why torture. Why not hedge your <laughs> Honestly. Go backwards. So yeah. here's seven. It's now okay. I'm going to start at, at step and have them decode some unfamiliar things just by saying it, right? And then I'm going to have them do step five, which is create. This is important. And this never hurts them. Yeah. And then now we're going to do it. And they're saying, we saw that before. Yep. Just echo me. That's what I would do okay. in the beginning of the year. Yeah. So now you have naturally spread out. This year you started, everybody's in the same place. Next year you start, third grade starts in unit one. Fourth grade starts in unit two. Mm -hmm. Next year, it's going to spread out. Grade three will again start in unit one, yeah. but maybe your fourth graders will start with a quick review of unit three, right? Yeah. And kick off and go into unit four. Yeah. You're going to find that the spread is naturally Na occurring. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. 
There you go. Check. All right. <laughs> here we go. Next question. Wow. I understand. Okay. I think this might, you might have had just a seminal misunderstanding. I probably. Yeah. I understand I mean, that students don't see notation until step six. So I tried, so to try to keep them engaged, I take them to another place in the room to do readiness and patterns. But what are other ways to keep them engaged visually? And how many minutes should you be spending on these steps? As mm. far as minutes spending on the test, there's no or steps. There's no real answer yeah. to that. It's usually just a few minutes, depending on where you are in the unit. Yeah. The longer you're in the unit. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be tons of time. Yeah. But the long, the more the deeper you get into the steps That's it takes true. a little bit longer like you're saying the writing and yeah. stuff like that the yeah. writing can take a long time mm -hmm. so and i think now knowing like the the doing activities beforehand and stuff like that like i'm always about trying to i don't want them to just be like sitting down and like right. go walk I in think do that just, conversation it makes more sense mm -hmm. that's they're already gonna be like ready to go now right. warmed right. up so yeah or they had a lot of fun now they're and just now, gonna sit down now you can do the tedious and that's, like, work first steps you get yes. them like exactly. movement and yeah. they're like okay we're ready to like <laughs> all right also time so but what I want to say to your question about engagement is the number one goal of all the steps and all the teaching you ever do is to keep them as engaged as possible. Yeah. But reality says that there are times in our classroom where some of the things we do are not as fun as the other things. And I am not super teacher, so I am not like everything is the super funnest yeah. at all times. You know, we're always doing it as a dance. We're always playing a game. We're always, you know throwing a ball we're all you yeah. know what i mean sometimes it's sit down and read these patterns yeah. so the when i talk about sculpting or molding a lesson what i want to do is do the fl the flow ebb and flow of that yeah. so they came in we did a lot of fun stuff now i kind of have them on this moment when i can be a little more tedious yes and then as i see that I let you have yeah. fun <laughs> and then it's just like as i see okay now i'm getting to the end of their you know their patience now hey <laughs> let's get up and do this thing yeah. and now let's Makes do this sense. other thing awesome. so you have to be an uh, artist and a scientist yeah. as a teacher you have to read them and yeah and no and sometimes you just say to them i gotta tell you this is a little tedious just like sometimes in your math class it's not all like rolling dice and playing sometimes you got to sit there and write out the multiplication yeah. table oh, right? i tell my choir kids i'm like guys listen yes. sometimes learning the music is not the the most exciting <laughs> yeah. part but we have to just make it fun and, and silly and get it and we're and done and that's the truth of it never again that's we will. life yeah you know we're not going to our jobs and every minute's like woohoo yeah. this is the funnest thing i've ever done <laughs> you know what uh. i mean so it's like i want to be engaging okay. but i want to be realistic and it's okay yeah. and i'm not going to beat myself up because for five minutes i sat down and had them okay. look at this music and decode it so yeah Perfect. it's like i'm i'm buying that Be time for them to yeah ourselves. exactly okay. um as long as how far to spend on steps so I, I do understand the question people have like do i do step three for five weeks you know do i do step three for one time and then i move yeah. on this is where i'm really going to encourage you to look at the sample unit plan and yeah, i have that somewhere yeah but here's the thing you have something not better john but different <laughs> and that is but i'm just going to say if if you didn't have this thing that's sitting in front of us this my yeah. tweaking of it go to his and see what he did because he puts the dates where he did each step. Uh, yeah, so you can look that. and say, wow, you know, when he was at step four with pattern set one uh, B, he did that over three different lessons. He didn't just do it once in a lesson and then move to step eight or nine. Yeah. Or whatever I said. <laughs> Meaning 
take a look and see okay it's just a, it's just one example this doesn't mean you must do the formula exactly like this but what you can see like i'm looking at mine because what i did was go in and write numbers instead of dates yeah I'm so if that. you look at step one readiness you see up there so we're looking together at this rhythm unit plan right you see the number one in that first box mm -hmm. and you see the number one under that yeah and then you drop down to step two you see number one what this means is in the first lesson of this unit okay and i'm going to tell you that for me generally speaking i can get through a unit of conversational solfege in 18 class meetings wow. now for me that means nine weeks now that's not counting snow days that's not counting all the yeah. things yeah but for you that might mean you're going to have to do more conversational selfish because you see them for double the time that I do at a time. But let's um, go forward okay. with this. So you see that in lesson one, and let's say lesson one happened on September 10th, right? I am going to have the kids learn, uh, hear a song, song number one, which is Closet Key. Then I'm going to start to teach them the chant. Miss White had a fright. Now, when I do that, I'm going to do something fun with Same it. Same class. Same class, right? All I need to do is touch on it. I can spend as long or as little as I want to. Mm -hmm. If I want a long time, I can start teaching them the song and teach them the game that goes with Closet Key. If I don't have a lot of time. Which then combines. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is if I just want to sing it to them a couple of times, I might toss the yarn ball with them and say, I have a new song. We need busy. to learn it. We're going to do something with it later. So just listen, but make sure you're moving your bodies. Then I'm going to say, we're going to listen to this crazy lady. She's even, she saw this ghost. Wait, do you hear it? Right. And uh, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to say, would you please be my echo real quick? Do they do, 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 do they do, do, do. I am done with, with conversational solfege. Yeah. And in that day, I touched on steps one and two. You see that? Yes. Because you did the patterns too. Yes. It was just like, bloop. Yep. And now look, when I go over a box, you see box number two? Yeah. Do you see That's... the one under that? Box two? Yeah. And then under that, box two. I am doing the same exact thing that I did the first time. Okay. Now, why? Because they need a little bit more time to learn those songs and to get familiar Which with that. Which is the next week. Yes. Or the next or lesson. the next lesson. Yeah. yeah. But for you, the next week. Now, do you see three? I do. It's the same thing. Three, three, three. I am doing the same thing I did in wow. steps, uh, lessons one Just and two. Just in a different engaging way. But look, I've added something. Go down to step three. Now, in oh, lesson yeah. number three, for the first time, after they decode excuse me, after they wrote echo, do they do, do, do. For the first time, I'm going to say, you know what? I want you to be a musical detective. I want to see if you can tell me where the do's and do days are. So instead of me telling you do, do, do they do, guess what? Level up. I'm going to say, ba, 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 or whatever. Can That's you tell me yeah. now I am having them decode familiar we're broadening out now you'll notice there's no more in those first boxes the top boxes we are now done with step one completely okay when you look at step two i have one more time i'm going to have them do it at less in the fourth lesson fourth meeting time i still want them to do it by rote now listen if i felt in the third lesson like i think they got it 
I'll cross that off and say they don't need to do it again. Or conversely, if I think they need more time, maybe I'm in a tonal unit and I think they need more repetitions. Yeah. I'm going to use that extra box and write five. Okay. All right. So yeah. does that make sense to yeah. you? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. how long do you spend on a step? It depends. It depends. It depends on what step you're at. Right. It depends on who you have sitting in I front know, of how you. How much time right? is in your? And this for me is a good starting ground. You don't have to get it done in 18 meeting times. You can get it done in nine. You can get it done in 25. You have to move at the pace of your students yeah. while pushing them enough to give them real challenge, but not, not pushing them so much that they give up. Yeah. They fatigue. Too so much. that's that question. Thanks. Wow. Hit your week. <laughs> I think this next one. Let me read it. That's already answered. Okay, I'm still going to say it. All right, so this question you have is, in any unit, it seems that students always start a class with the patterns, which is followed by some, but now we've kind of said, you don't have to do it like that, Yeah. right? You say, how do you make it exciting? And this is kind of what we touched on before. We did, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sculpt those lessons in a way that's giving them challenge without too much challenge yeah. and high impact time with low impact time yep. meaning this is super fun and eh, this is okay yeah but oh but she went to a super fun thing after that and then so okay i'm gonna cut you some slack and let you teach me a kind of tedious thing but still kind of fun yeah because it's not i'm not saying that conversational solfege equals tedious yeah of course what i do want to say to you is when you're looking at the 12 steps you don't have to make every one of the steps a dog and pony show yeah um what I like to do with the technique section, which is the game section in the manual, is pick wisely. Yeah. And for me, I always do a technique for sure at step five. That's the create in saying or singing. And you don't do you do techniques before then or I, I might, but I don't to be and honest, it takes a, I don't do it a lot, but there are people who do, and there's nothing and wrong with that. And that's what that's for, yes, pages, 20 yes. pages. Like, you can go in. You could do one for every single step. But it would be closet key technique, the right. Yankee Doodle because technique. Because to me, and this is, I'm just kind of a boring person this way. I'm like, I just need you to learn this song. I I'm not up here with, like, a boa doing yeah. a dance for you. You know, well, it's yeah. just learn the because song. Because then would you do all of that in one class? Right. I mean, the, the thing you know, is, I feel I'm balancing that lesson. Yeah. Some of the things I do are... Look at these patterns, echo these patterns. Now, I don't say it that boring. And for me, one thing I do is I really try to be as dramatic in my uh, rhythm pattern yeah. stuff as possible. Mm -hmm. That kind of makes up for it because they think it's funny. If I'm like, do they, do they, do, like, do. <gasps> and I, I do it just to like surprise them sometimes. I'm like, do they, do, do they, do. <laughs> and that keeps and them engaged. Yeah. And, but it's Little efficient. Things. You know, when you teach 25-minute lessons, you oh, become you very it, efficient, <laughs> right? So okay. sculpt and, and sculpt your lesson. Make it make sense and be realistic for you and for them and their engagement. Okay. So what I'm saying is sometimes conversational solfege is going to be the funnest part of the lesson. Sometimes it's going to be the most tedious part, but even in the tedium, make, make it, it engaging. Yeah. You know, yep. not at a crazy level. Yeah, no, but um, now we're going to decode these patterns. This will be the most amazing. Thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's just like no, we're just doing this so that. And then I'll say, oh, we got to do this because I want to teach you this game. And, and they are, they're they on pop board. as soon as I say that. Yep. Oh my gosh, we're going to use the parachute. But first, we got to do this real quick. Yeah. And they, I don't think that's 
I don't think they begin to think conversational. They don't think they don't, conversational yeah. soulfish, but they're not like conversational soulfish is boring. They don't. They just think music class is fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's harder. Sometimes it's easier. So that's kind of how I think of it. Like when I'm teaching folk dances, I don't teach a folk dance every week. Mm. It's just not realistic. Yeah. Sometimes um, are not going to be as fun as others. They've got to learn the steps. They've got. We can't get to the point where they're like dancing and talking if we haven't done the work in the beginning. Yeah. And that's how I, I view that. Great. Thanks. All right. All right. All right. Now the next. Uh-oh. The next question. This one's easy. I am assuming that steps 9 to 12, which are the writing steps, I haven't gotten there yet with my kids, <laughs> um, the blanks under oh, each step, yes. uh, are they for a technique or to pick a song? Well, first of all, it's up to you. They can kind of be for both. On this paper, I've written technique. Okay. And so uh, I write what technique I'm going to use for writing because that's important to me to know yeah. ahead of time. So if I'm going to just do a worksheet, it might just say worksheet, worksheet, work. Like if all four of these steps are on one single worksheet, I'm just going to write worksheet, ditto, ditto, ditto. And now this this has nothing to do with well, like to code familiar. Is that just like picking any of these songs and or no? Yes, it can I, be. So even though there's four, because I'm like so practical, there's no. four lines and there's six songs, but it doesn't mean but you, you have- pick one of the songs that oh. has been familiar. You pick one. Oh. Right? So great. remember I said, okay, step nine, uh, wrote. Awesome. I'm going to say, here's a pattern from 1A, right? Okay. I'm not saying that to them, but yeah. in my mind, I'm saying, okay, grab a 1A flashcard. It could be any. Copy it. So here I might write, copy flashcard. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, uh, step 10, writing to decode familiar. Uh, I am going to use them. closet key which they're very good at because they've been doing it ad nauseum, right? And the techniques, to be honest, I don't use a technique for this. I just say, would you please decode this and write it on your laptop or on your, uh, no, sorry, lap board or your your magnet board or whatever you're doing, chips and sticks. So chips and sticks is something I do in unit one, particularly in unit two. That's bingo chips with popsicle sticks. Uh, And that counts as quote writing. So, I might write chips and sticks, chips and sticks, chips and sticks for the whole thing because I might say, copy this pattern using the chips and sticks. And when you so, say copy... Copy means they see do, day, do, day, do, do. They use the... They decode it out mm-hmm. loud. Then they use the little chips and the sticks to write it. Air quotes. Right? Same class. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I say... Um, now I want you to sing Closet Key for me. Okay, so they sing it. Then I'm gonna say to them, would you please decode the first line of Closet Key? And they're gonna say, do they, do they, do they, do. Okay, we do that one more time, but this time in silence, in red light, once you've done, once you're done saying it, will you please write it, again in air quotes, with your chips and sticks. So, do they, do they, do they, do. And they get very quiet and they're putting together that. That's Mm -hmm. Decode Familiar. Now I'm gonna say, now level up, same thing. I'm just gonna do something you haven't heard, right? And then I might do Yankee Doodle if they have only heard that once before in the year. And like all this could be in the same class because it's- Because with the writing steps, if you're gonna streamline anything, John says streamline the writing steps, and I agree with him. I didn't used to. Not that I disagreed, but I was like kind of anal. Like we have but to. But it's re- a nice test. Yes. Well, plus I just also, I don't need them to become the world's best writers of music. I need them to know how to write music, 
but the most important things to me, where I'm gonna spend my time, in a perfect world, I would spend one day on each one of these. But I don't live in a perfect world. I live in a real world. Yeah. And I will streamline this into one class, maybe two classes. Okay. And then the last thing is, would you please create a pattern using do and do day? And then they all go, day, day, do, do, do. Would you please write that down with your chips and sticks? That's what that is. So I would write chips and sticks and everyone. Or you could write work worksheet. Like you've created Whatever. a worksheet, yeah. right? With That encompasses all four of these steps on one sheet. Cool. Right? Or you could play a game from the techniques section. Okay. Right? That's awesome. that. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Next question, almost the end. Okay. Also, how do you get them to understand the actual solfege? Which I think you mean do re mi, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I totally must have skipped that. So if that happens, do I just ignore the tonal part of unit four? Which Maybe. I didn't even right. get there anyway. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm still in unit one for both grades. All right. Remember when I talked to you about nickel in the bank? Yeah. Okay. So this is where nickel in the bank really comes into play. I told you that rhythm syllables are easy. Tonal syllables are more challenging. And the reason why is you're, ask, you're increasing their neural load. They need to now not just think about singing in tune. They need to think about the relationship between the pitches. And now you want them to name the pitches. And yeah. sometimes I think of it this way. You know when you have uh, three siblings? That's, it must have happened to you, right? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> you have three siblings, and it's hard to learn their names. Yeah. It takes a while, right? And now it's like, man, now they i got to remember mesh. what class they're in, what grade they're in, and their name. You yeah. know, it's like, like I can identify that one. The short one <laughs> yeah. is a second grader. The... I think that one's the third grader, and that one seems to be the fourth grader. Or and when that, there's a new one that pops up, you yes. end up calling them their older And so like, now siblings. it's like, Why? now I have, now you want me to know who they are, what grade, like recognize them by sight, know what grade they're in, and you want me to say their name right? <laughs> it's a lot of work. So I think of it that way with the solfege. It's a lot. That's why I think about unit four when I'm in unit the one. The future right that's a future objective so in unit one we're just going to rote sing i'm never asking them to decode it's like me right Right. like something just like repeat it and echo so i just have unit 4a patterns and remember 4c and 4d these are all the familiar patterns in a tonal unit Mm, okay a rhythm unit only has one set of familiar patterns Mm -hmm. a but in the tonal unit we have a c and d we skip b because b is unfamiliar a c and d are our familiar patterns and the reason why we have three instead of one is here the first one a set has no rhythm it's just note heads on the staff uh pattern set c is duple meter Mm -hmm. on the staff and D is always triple meter on the staff. So now look, I have three pattern sets that over three units of instruction, which might be a year and a half, I am singing these. Imagine, wow. that's a piece of cake for them. Yeah. So the way I liken it is this. This is the only, you only do it for unit four. You don't do the unit five patterns ahead of time. And here's why. And you actually t- touched on it. If I have two siblings and it's taken me some time to get to know their names, I'm pretty good at that. When another one comes in, I don't have to rehearse the first two names. I know the first two names. All I have to do is add the new name. Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, you are putting money in the bank, you are investing so that when when it comes time to start decoding, they don't have to worry about 
also learning the names. Mm -hmm. Because if you've done this and you've not done it right, you've heard kids sing, um, let's say they're supposed to sing, I can never sing it wrong, like do, re, do, right? For, sorry for my voice. But let's say they go mi, re, do. They know what you want them to do. They just forgot the names. Yes. So they're just kind of calling it anything, just like I do with kids where I'm like, so yeah you got the soulfish name you just didn't call it by the right one but when you're doing this nickels in the bank you are hedging your bets mm -hmm. so that when Making it's time it to get there they don't have to worry about remembering which name goes with which right wow okay All right. thank you Thank you are you. welcome. And the world is thanking us, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is a big one. Oh, boy. Um, but it's the last one. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm -hmm. I was saying, should we switch it? Or... Da, 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 da. Yeah. All right. So this is the one where um, I wasn't exactly sure what you meant. So tell me if I have this right. Okay. You said alternating rhythm and tonal. Oh. Two different unit plans, but they go hand in hand. 18 weeks. No, no, no. I... Okay, so, but I'm going to answer it like okay, I think. Yeah, yeah. For this one, I'm going to refer you and everyone to the podcast that I did with Chris uh, Powers. Oh, perfect. Where we talked about what she does in her school district, uh, where they overlap tonal and rhythmic units. But they don't do it in the way that I think people think they do it, which is like, I think people are like, oh, they do them both at the same time at the exact same speed. That's not wow. uh, what they do. Now, I don't do this yet. This is one of those things where I'm like, okay, darn it, I'm going to do it this it, year. And then yes. I'm like, I, I no. read it on the forums and the page yes. and I get panicky and no. I'm like, wait, every year I say I'm going to do it and I still haven't done like, it. How would I do that? I'm going to do it. Um, it's a bit complicated, but then you kind of understand it. So I'm gonna give you a huge overview. First of all, they do a ton of prep in the first steps years. But really all that means is they're teaching them all the Mi Re Do songs that exist in first steps that John, thank you John Feyerabend, put thank in you. first steps. Cool. That way you have a huge repertoire of Mi Re Do songs to work with. So you can do more than the six plus one. Oh, I see. Isn't that nice, okay. right? Remember six plus one is a minimum, right? But it's a good starting place. Okay, so they've done this uh, prep ahead of time. So now I'm just gonna, this is the kind of thing you're gonna wanna write down when you're listening to yeah. this again. So in Chris Powers School District, in second grade, those kids take the entire year to complete all of unit one, do and do day, and half of unit two, do, do, daddy. Okay. Right? So that's from September through May or June. At the same time they're doing that, they very slowly and deliberately work on unit four, the tonal unit, me, Ray, and Do, okay. steps one to three. That's where, and even yes. on the cruise, and when she was talking about that, I went, oh, no, I don't mm -hmm. know, another thing. I right. was like, wait, what? <laughs> but now that I've gone through this and mm -hmm. the numbers are making more sense, yep. that steps I know that unit four is not yes. anywhere in here, like mm -hmm. unit one, I see. Yep. So, so now She's they're, pulling. they're putting tonal work as like this kind of quiet thing underneath so um the kids are doing remember box one is learn this have fun mm -hmm. so to be honest they've actually done that work in the first steps years remember they yeah. learned having fun. a bunch of me ray and do yeah. songs okay so really they're starting to work more purposefully on uh learning the patterns the me ray and do patterns of uh, for A, for C, for D, okay. 
and then they move to three, decode familiar. So all year, these kids are decoding tonally the things that they've learned from the time they were in first steps, right? And the stuff they've done. That's second grade, right? See, when I say this, I'm like, why am I not doing this? Okay, but I will. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Ask me next year. (laughs) So in third grade, now they've moved to third grade, they take the whole year, they're going to finish unit two, right? Okay. Remember they did half they of did the half. steps. That's so right. they're going to do do and do dotty. Now they're going to move to the reading and writing. So this is and the half of the year of third grade. Or whatever. This is the first half. Our first right? half. Okay. Yeah. And then they're going to do all of unit three. Got ya. So they're doing that at the same time they're doing that. So same concept, but just different steps. They are now doing steps four to 12 of unit four. So this okay. is third grade, the second year of conversational solfege. Okay. In fourth grade, they do uh, units six, eight, and seven in that order because of their um, instrumental program. Is that, is that so, in this? It's no, that's in the that's in the orange <laughs> okay, book. Okay, like, uh, unit five and up is up, in the orange okay. book. Yeah. So they do that in that order. Those are all, I believe, rhythm units. Wow. I think they're like the rest units and then like half note. Uh, so they do that while doing all of unit five and wow. unit five is the second tonal unit so that's do re mi sol do re mi sol so think about it by the end of fourth grade these kids have done in three years units one two three four wow. five six seven and eight that's amazing and i'm going to do it you are going to do it <laughs> i'll do my thing right, you exactly. do your thing. <laughs> so that's how for those of you who are kind of at a higher level with conversational solfege you might be ready to do it's that it's possible it's only taken me 16 years maybe i'm ready to do it that's <laughs> fine that's... and your last question taylor is something i'm going to actually save for later um or for um like an keeping it real or ask me segment which okay. is transitioning from first steps to conversational solfege. And I also feel like we've covered that. Yeah. You know, in, in many there. small ways. So Taylor, how are you feeling? Wow. Inspired. You have a big old smile on your face. <laughs> I'm like so happy because I just feel like I'm also helping so many people. You and are. I really was nervous when I asked this, you to do this. I yeah. was like, oh. I know you were. That's why I was like, man, it's fine. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, wait, but I don't know if like what I know is going to be enough to put down for this. But I think it's everyone's journey Absolutely. with this and it's normal. Yep. And I, I feel like it's exciting to know that I, I'm capable to understand it. Yeah. I think, and you did. You did great. Thanks. And what's nice is, there are those of you out there listening who are feeling overwhelmed, but you probably had a cup. I hope you had at least a couple of, oh, aha, you know, mm. moments. Listen to this a few times. Listen yeah. to it because I think if you're listening through it um, and trying to do some of the conversational soulfish, some of these things will really click. And I continue to encourage you. One thing I'm doing in my um, classes is I'm offering anybody who's taken um, a fame certification course first steps or conversational solfege so you've taken it you've passed it doesn't have to be with me it could be with me could be with somebody else i'm offering um and i started it last year come back take a certification course with me again um and maybe i charge like 75 dollars or 100 dollars, which still is money i know but it's less than three to four hundred dollars and so it's like i want you to come take this again because it's it's really going to help you 
Um, you get to watch people and yeah. do the different. Yeah, yeah and great. talk to other yeah. teachers. That's a huge thing. Hear what they're doing and also see that there are lots of people who are Not like, alone. I don't get it. Yeah, you know. And when I think about, first of all, I can't believe I'm old enough to say this, but it's true. You know, when I was doing this on my own, you know, just an island, trying to slog through, slog through this, like to understand. It, it's part of what drives me to help people because it's such a blessing to have, you know, technology and people communicating like this in a way. So take advantage of it. And I'm really glad we did this. Me too. We might do it. Maybe we'll do another one at the yeah. end of the year. Another um, Star Wars yeah. episode. <laughs> and and I, I have no doubt you're going to go back, even things that you got now. Oh, I don't I'm want so you to excited. kick yourself, but you might go back and say, wait, what? And it's okay because <laughs> you know? we all have this podcast yes. now. And, I, and at first I wasn't sure if you've already had something. So I was like, I'm sure she already has something no, like this. I but haven't. now no. I feel like the whole world I think can just what, listen. And what's nice is I'm, I've done a couple of things. That's just had John talk through what conversational yeah. soulfish is. Now, this is the dynamic of Mizzy and John. He is the brilliant genius who puts it together. I am the person who brings it to the every man, right? I'm yeah. good at, like, dumbing it Present. down, yeah. right? And, and I've done it for a long time, and I've gotten a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, so we've done that, and then I'm doing a process with the teacher trainers over time called, like, teacher trainer perspective let's just talk about conversational soulfish and each one so far has been we've only recorded a couple and some of them didn't work but it's like they everybody brings something a little bit different to yeah. it which is really nice yeah and now i like this kind of real world teaching i could just say press play yes exactly it's, it's listen all there to it. listen now we to don't it. have to like yeah so so it helps thank you everyone. thank you thank for doing you. that i'd like to ask you to keep writing your questions yeah. Um, and knowing that you're helping not just yourself and your students, but a lot of other people. And we'll do another one either I love to. at the end of this year or sometime before the new year starts yeah. when you're kind of like, oh, okay, no. Here we go. <laughs> like, I forgot what <laughs> I'm supposed me, to make do. Sure I'm doing yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it would be great to have a jumping into the beginning of the year. Well, thank cool. you for being willing to do this. Well, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Great. Well, it's been three episodes of some of the most common questions about conversational soulfish. How are you feeling now? My hope is that you are inspired and encouraged. And even if you are feeling overwhelmed, because I was talking very fast, which is saying something, because I always talk fast, especially when I'm passionate about something, I hope that if you are overwhelmed, you at least know that this program and what it can do for students is worth it and that you will take advantage of going to get a training um, and going to get Dr. Feyerabend's Conversational Solfege Explained DVD lectures, uh, that you will find the Introduction to Conversational Solfege webinar, um, and that you will dedicate the time to learning, and eventually mastering conversational soulfish. Well, it's time for Ask Me Anything. And as I said uh, in the podcast toward the end, I'm just going to answer Taylor's question about transitioning from first steps into conversational soulfish. I addressed it there, so I don't want to go on too much, but there are two things I want to say in answer to this on a basic level and to reiterate them because they're important. First of all, please do not begin 
CS training with your students prematurely. It's just not worth it. You must build a strong foundation if you want a strong structure musically with your kids. When your students, no matter what their age, though we advise not to start until at least second grade for developmental reasons, but when your kids are tuneful, beatful, and artful, it's time to begin your conversational solfege instruction. Remember, at this point in their education, the way we look at a lesson changes. So instead of doing the eight-part workout of first steps where we go from thing to thing to thing to thing, really what's happening is you're presenting a tripod approach to a lesson. As Dr. Farabin says, every lesson should be made up of uh, doing music, learning about music, and notational literacy or conversational solfege. So what I say is don't abandon first steps because that, at least in the first year or so, really constitutes the doing part of music. And we believe that doing should always be happening in your classroom, even with big kids. So like I said, for the first year, I actively keep many parts of the first steps workout as the doing part of my lessons during the conversational solfege years. So my big kids, which in my case are third and fourth graders, are always doing pitch and movement exploration. Um, they sing songs, they folk dance, they play games, they do move it. They just don't do them as much as they did in first steps. Um, to me, first steps is a mindset that carries on in perpetuity. So when I think about transitioning from first steps to conversational solfege, those two things are uh, paramount. Are the students ready musically and developmentally? And uh, will I remember to keep a focus, a kind of first steps focus in the doing part of the three-part general music lesson? I hope that's helpful. And I thank you as always for tuning in. I thank Fame for sponsoring uh, the podcast. Because of the chaos of these current times due to the coronavirus, I know for sure we're going to have at least one more episode, but that might be it for this season. Like many things right now, this is, of course, a disappointment, but it has to be this way. And I hope you can understand. I thank you for being here, and I hope you are staying safe and healthy, and that all the online instruction that you have done, are doing, or will do is not pushing you over the edge, but helping you to comfort your students and bring joy to them, to remind them of who they are as humans. And I hope that you are creating a more tuneful, beatful, artful world. <laughs>